0: Hello and welcome to the Passion On Purpose Leaders on Center Stage Podcast. I'm Steph and I'm the owner and creative director of VIM. VIM's mission is to showcase the enthusiasm and passion of business leaders nationwide. I cannot wait to have you listen to the show and stick around. At the end, we talk a little bit about how you can be my next guest. All right. We are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Center Stage Podcast. Um, I'm so excited. We have Andrea Lowell, the owner, founder, CEO, make everything happen lady of the I Am Everything Project. I'm so excited to dive deep with you today, Andrea, especially for the I Am Everything Project. I just know that The value we're gonna bring on the show today and the um, passion you're gonna be fueling my listeners with is gonna be amazing. So let's do as we always do and dive into our hard hitting question. You ready? Oh, I was born ready, girl. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. What is your why?
1: You know, my why is there's so much information out there and it's really hard to sew it all together. Once I went from being absolutely miserable. And take my decades of knowledge and research and literally sew it all together. I realized I have this knowledge and this fire and this blueprint, for lack of a better term, inside of me that people need access to. So it was like I had this music inside of me, right? And I just needed to sing it out. And so I put it all into a course, a program, so that I could tell people what not to waste their time doing and really give them the inner peace, serenity, joy, and happiness that I have found. Uh, It takes quite a bit of knowledge um, when it comes to understanding our reality, first and foremost, and then how do I harmonize with that and put it into practical application, really be in integrity. So once I found that magic, uh, you know, wand,
0: I just really wanted to sprinkle everyone with it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that. And so Clearly there was a journey to get you to this, why, to this moment of packaging a perfect blue, I don't want to say perfect, a blueprint, right? To guide others, to kind of get to where you've gotten. So what, what was the journey like for you?
1: You know, I started working in the entertainment industry at a very young age, and my values were completely warped. Mm -hmm. I cared about things that literally did not matter. And actually, no matter how much success I got, uh, I just liked myself less and less. I liked my life less and less. On paper, I had it all. I had the car. I had the man. I had the house on the beach. I literally had everything, but I was hopeless. I was Mm -hmm. not even frustrated. That's a mild word. I was in anguish. I couldn't figure out why all my friends were, you know, nailing this thing we call life and I'm over here suffering, pretending like I have it all going on. And that was exhausting. So I was tired. Um, I knew I was living in a facade, but I didn't know why I was miserable because according to society, I was successful. And once I realized, and this was a moment of clarity I have and everyone always asks if I was like on plant medicine or, you know, (laughs) we're on mushrooms or ayahuasca, no. Um, it was literally a moment of clarity in the makeup chair. And it was the realization, you're lying to yourself. Mm. You are living in a delusion. You are actually the problem. So you are the solution. And that's when my life completely changed. And I realized it's not you know, my parents, it's not my industry, it's not society. It's me and the way I react to it. And I got to work. And I haven't stopped since. And that was about 10, 12 years ago.
0: My goodness. Okay. So I love when you said you, if you are the problem, like it's not everyone else. You are the problem, which equals you can be the solution. Yeah. That is huge takeaway right off the bat. We're what four minutes in <laughs> huge takeaway. You are the problem. So you can be the solution. And right. I don't you are the problem. Sounds like a heavy thing for someone to be listening and it might feel, it might feel maybe out of alignment with with what you believe or what the I Am Everything Project preaches, or even what I preach. Right, I'm mean, right. so full of positivity and enthusiasm. But at the same time, when you empower yourself with recognizing that you can be the solution to yes. the problems that you own, yes, you're now empowered. Versus, right, versus you stuff. Know,
1: You're right. Problem is um, a big word, but Mm -hmm. it was, I was having problems with the way I was reacting to people. I was having problems with the way I was thinking and solving things. I was just using my intellect. I had no marriage between my body, mind, or spirit. Mm -hmm. So that was problematic for me. And it caused tension and I wasn't getting the respect I thought I deserved. But when I assigned the blame to my unhappiness, to everyone in my life, you know, it's my mom's fault. It's my producer's fault. It's my husband's fault that means I have to wait for all of them to change to make me happy. So to me, it was just a more simple, direct route to my bliss by saying, you know what? I gotta change the way I think about things. I gotta change the way I'm solving things. I gotta stop adding to these problems and start just not only being in the solution, but becoming the solution. And that's really what I meant by that.
0: Oh, I love it. Okay. So I have two things and I don't want to lose them. So I'm going to say them so that we yeah. can keep going to them. One, I want to talk about introspection. And two, I want to talk about what I've been even telling my own sphere sphere, and, I, and received by my own sphere, this idea of a freight train and how we stop it. Okay. So first introspection, can you tell me, so in order for you, you know, you shared your why being, that you had these these moments in life and probably years and probably many years to come of introspection that got you to create this blueprint that you instinctively wanna share with others. Can you think back to the earliest moment of where you felt either introspective or true to who you are living now?
1: Yeah, I. I, I what a great question. I remember driving in the car right after I had this moment of clarity for weeks and months on end and normally I'd be listening to music or be in my head or you know doing something that didn't serve me and I would start having these conversations of gratitude with you know the universe God the unified field spirit whatever we want to call it and I was in such gratitude for this new profound knowing that my life was going to change, that I would be in tears. Mm. And I use this drive time as my time to really be introspective, to look at my life without judgment and say it had to be the way it had to be to bring me to that exact moment of clarity. So I wasn't regretting my past or beating myself up for, you know, being in my head only or blaming the world for all my problems. But instead, I was so grateful that I got that instant knowing. In Japanese, they call it Satori, it's like an instant awakening. And I was just like, in bliss, and I could look at every aspect of my life and see how, you know what? I gotta take accountability for that. You know, I blamed this person for this, but I had a part in it. That Mm -hmm. was the craziest thing. I would be driving and thinking about, wow, I had a part in all of those transgressions, all of those misgivings, and you know what? It's so freeing to know that I can switch all of it just by stop playing that role of victim and really, it came from low self-worth and fear mm-hmm. um, after enough drive time and you know writing it down because you have a lot in your head, but it's good to write it down and look at it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realized I, I have the keys to the kingdom in my pocket. I, don't, I always did. And it was really have radical self-awareness, take radical accountability, and put all of my knowledge and research about quantum reality and sew it together.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So I want to go into the freight train thing, which you led us beautifully into, but I also don't want to forget, right. You had this particular beautiful moment of, of realization, right? It came to you in this be- beautiful, blissful driving moment. And, um, not everyone has that or can tap into it when it happens or can right. see it and feel it. Right. So, Um, I want you, and this is a great lead into this freight train analogy that I'm talking of is if we, how can my listeners start to tap into that or see it when it comes and then to take action on it. I've been speaking and thinking of this, like I'm 37. So I think of this things in my own life that I want to change. I have 37 years of momentum in this freight train that I've been living and moving in. And if, if all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I don't want to do uh, X, Y, and Z anymore. So I'm going to stop it. But what happens with this 37-year freight train momentum that I have, whether it's been, you know, 37s of doing the same X, Y, and Z or, or going in and out of the X, Y, and Z, if I just halt it, what happens? Everything on the freight train literally stops at a hole. Everything was flying back. The brakes on the train are getting worn. The cabooses are falling into each other, right? It's a mess, right? So how do we take control and A, C, and B, do without halting our freight train to a full-blown mess? <laughs>
1: Uh, I love that, by the way. You're so right. I can't take this momentum of, you know, all these years and decades of life and just stop it. Because guess what? If I'm standing here trying to stop it, I'm going to crash, run myself over. If I try to like jump on the back of it and hold on for dear life, I'm going to fall off. So I really got to say, how can I stop this baby in a peaceful, slow, you know, we call it a California roll, where you kind of like creep up to the stop sign yeah. and keep going a little bit? Um, we do this by not looking at the enormity of mm. stopping the train we do what's right in front of us. We do our absolute best at it. We nail it. And then we move on to the next. So I don't say, okay, I got to change one thing, everything. I'm going to change everything right now. I'm going to start drinking more water. I'm going to start meditating. I'm going to be in gratitude. I'm going to talk to my mom, my dad, my sister, you know, going around making an apology tour. I'm not going to do any of that I'm right in front of me. And that's getting ruthlessly honest with myself it starts with me so i'll start looking at one nuance of my life maybe i'll look at my relationship with my husband and see where um, any resentment i have toward him is actually i'm culpable for some of it you know so i just kind of look at one thing at a time and i can say with the i'm everything project i start my clients on this journey by really starting at the quantum level Understanding, you know, karma, uh, the frequencies of gratitude, universal laws, and then really harmonizing with that and understanding the actual frequencies. So I can say, hey, if I'm being mean or nasty or resentful, what frequencies am I actually shooting out? Mm -hmm. So we don't talk about the nasty frequencies they're, they're shooting out. Until we understand and know what the frequencies actually mean. So it's that baby kind of stepping it and not moving forward till we feel totally solid on the step we're in. And it's so funny. I've been seeing um, one, two, three, four everywhere. And it's uh, an angel number, um, a message. And it means just do what's right in front of you. Don't Mm -hmm. look at the whole staircase. Just take one step at a time. And I was thinking, um, this doesn't really apply to me. I've I already do that. And I think it was in relation to this conversation we're having now, because I I saw it all yesterday and
0: today. So, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so interesting because I literally uh, just an hour before our call had someone so dear to me say that they are living in a lot of anxiety right now yes. and that they keep getting this. And this leads me right into the next question I wanted to ask you they keep getting this feedback and advice from others of, you know, just take it one step at a time. Mm. And they're like, that's not helpful because I'm so overwhelmed. And I feel so anxious that I'm almost frozen because there's so many one, two, three, fours in front of me. There's so many of that just take it one step at a time. I don't even know where to begin. So I mean, you kind of alluded to it a little a moment ago, but how do you guide those in the I am project, um, the I am everything project when they're feeling that heavy?
1: Well, I actually have uh, clients who report being at like a 90 or 80% daily anxiety rate drop down to anywhere between zero and 30. Um, and we do that by starting with the most important thing. And I myself suffer PTSD, anxiety, panic, all these things. I've had, you know, horrific car accidents. You name it. I drove off a cliff. It's done another story for another time. But. I was to the point where i was like slowing down to like 20 miles per hour on the freeway like i'm gonna die i'm gonna die i'm gonna die which was way more dangerous than right. actually just you know, getting off so how i dealt with that is what i teach my clients is when i'm in absolute fear it's because i'm detached from my faith and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that mean that's religious or whatever but it absolutely can be right. but Fear and faith are two contrasting vibrations, so they cannot coexist at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I got to take those little baby steps to crawl out of my fear, panic and anxiety and start to go to my higher power, who I most often call source. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's thank you for taking these feelings from me. Thank you for taking this anxiety from me. It doesn't feel good. I don't like it. I don't need it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for relieving me of it. And by starting this conversation with this, you know, power that's so much greater than I, that I can look at my life and factually say, it's always been carrying me. It's not going to stop now. And I start aligning with those facts rather than the the fear, which we know is often a liar. The anxiety is real. The panic is real. I will never right. dismiss someone's anxiety. I hate it when people go snap out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not helpful. Not helpful. <laughs> um, so it really is getting out of the head and going into the heart. Mm-hmm. and it's not always easy but it's a simple process so that's what i guide my um clients that have anxiety through so yeah even though like i have this blueprint i i work with my clients one-on-one because not everyone has anxiety so it's uh we have this master blueprint but then there's you know the individualized like private mentorship on top so what it's been one of my greatest um joys and victories to see people go from that daily you know analysis paralysis um you know just crippling fear to oh my god i'm living my life i i can't even imagine like i not having anxiety like how did we do this because you went to your higher power you went to the universe god whatever it is instead of you know just being in the head or just being in the fear so alignment with either is a choice we have to consciously choose to start aligning out and eventually you rewire your brain it's neuroplasticity and instead of going straight to fear you know with the neurons and the synapse and the dendrites and all that firing we start breaking that pattern and we start just going to you know source or the universe or god and eventually we don't even have to do that one two three four step process we just go to the universe and it it's like it's literally rewiring the brain
0: well and i my kind of you know we we talk here at the passion on purpose Leaders in Center Stage podcast about both the passion, but also like the intention and the purpose, being purposeful with what it is that you do. And then so with what you do, it's clearly, you know, it's not just a blueprint, you build it, it's done. There is intentionality, but you have to continue to feed. So yes. I want to, in two ways, I want you to share a little bit more about how people work with you in the IM project everything project. I know you just shared you work one on one with people um, and and what intentionality and what perp- being purposeful and doing this, how does that look for those who are working with you?
1: I love that question. It's a self mastery project self-mastery program which is uh, akin to self-actualization which means I'm fearless which means I don't care about the opinions of others means I am an integrity I'm authentic um people respect me. Um, I'm not influenced by other people and I act from full faith in knowing. And because of that, I also manifest like a master because I'm vibing so high and I'm just so attuned with what's going on and I don't hold resentment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really is this radical self-awareness. So yeah, you do the course, but you have to live the lifestyle or, or you'll get a refund on all your BS right back if you don't continue walking the walk. So what I do is I set my clients up to be able to have all the practical tools for application to live this, think this, breathe this on a daily basis. But if they ever veer off track, because don't get me wrong, I have veered off track quite a few times. I know exactly how to get right back. And when we veer off track, it actually feels really icky. It's like, ooh. I'm judging again. I'm gossiping again. I'm caring what that person thinks. Oh, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And we reroute because we have the tools. And it's not super woo-woo. I don't have my clients, you know, oh, you have to do an hour meditation. You have to do this. I help my clients pick their sharpest tool in their tool shed. So if someone is a master meditator, yeah, okay, we'll work on that. If you like guided meditations, let's work on that. If you're like me and gratitude is your superpower, let's do that. So we have... um seven modules in the course. So I give my clients about eight weeks to finish it because I want them to keep that momentum going. Kind of like the freight train, right? I yeah. want, I don't want it to stop. Keep yeah. going. And with every time they finish a module, we hop on a call. These calls can be anywhere from 45 minutes to three hours. Oh, wow. And yeah, they're really, really personal. That's why it's like, I do everything. Cause I can't outsource this, you know, um, uh, yeah. this this magic that I have inside of me. (laughs) That took me lots of pain and misery to acquire. (laughs) Um, And I help them live their life on life's terms. I help them see what problems they're facing, what grudges they're holding, what core wounds or programming they might have received from their their childhood or their work or their old limiting beliefs and help them break through that. So no mm-hmm. two people are the same. So yeah everyone gets the same blueprint, but no two people get that same individualized you know coaching call with me. That's why I call it a mentorship program because mm-hmm. I'm holding their hand the entire way and I will not let them fall. And um I also give my clients lifetime access. So we do monthly group coaching calls and we just you know once Two, three four again we go module by module we just keep going over and over yeah. um so everyone stays current everyone stays fresh and you know, my 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 clients know I'm literally a, a text or a DM away. I'm not going to let anyone hang out to dry. And the way that I designed it like that is because I've done high level like business coaching, let's say for example, which was way more expensive than what I'm offering. And I'm <laughs> like, given a Facebook group, and it's like a bunch of members like fending for themselves, trying to figure out what's going on. I go, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you know, we we have a small private community, but. It really is about the one-on-one attention. And when someone has a problem, them knowing that there's going to be someone to hold their hand while they figure out how to solve it. So it's empowering too.
0: I love that. So you had said something about how, and I was just talking to this about another one, that, another person who's so close to me. So I want to bring it back up because I yeah. want people to hear it and I want you to put your spin on it. And um, I, and I, another one of my guests, previous guests had kind of instilled this thought pattern in me. And you had said, you know, like GPS, when you kind of, you know, you know, you know, your start, you know, your end and along the pathway, you know, you might take a wrong turn. And what do we instinctually do, especially those of us who struggle with anxiety or fear or worry, we immediately beat ourselves up about taking the wrong turn. Mm. But instead, in reality, like what is really happening? Our, our GPS or our Andrea, who, who's, you know, chiming at us through our phone, what, what is happening? They're just rerouting us. They're not yelling at us they're not placing judgment on your wrong turn. That's right. They're not telling you you're horrible. Um, now the wrong turn might be a rockier path than the main one, but you're still getting rerouted and still being pushed towards that end. So I love that you kind of brought that into your sphere and that you become this, my, um, I, I named my, my um voice on my GPS Nathan. Actually I think it came as named Nathan, but he's okay, like, I know he's like a British man and he's Nathan. Um so you're so you are my you are a Nathan for other people. Um I just wanted to bring that out again and touch on it more and let you have your spin on it because I think that's super valuable to remember yeah. your GPS isn't yelling at you. They're no. just routing you. And listen, like you just said, if I accidentally go
1: left, guess what? I'm still going to be rerouted to my destination. If I went right and even that wasn't the correct, I would still be rerouted to my destination. If I stayed right on course, I would go to my destination. So it's kind of, I liken the GPS to that. You know, higher power source, I keep talking about the universe, God, source, the unified field, spirit, ancestors, whatever we vibe with. We give our unwavering trust to ways, we give our unwavering trust to our navigation system. Yeah. So why would we not give our unwavering trust to the master GPS, which is the unified field of existence, which has every thought, nuanced thought, action, behavior, reaction, historical timeline in it already and knows what is the best path for us. And sometimes that path, you know what? Sucks. But guess what happens when you get through it? When you trudge through that rocky, hilly, horrible thing, but you get to that vista on top, you are in pure joy. Yeah. You are overwhelmed. And guess what? You've built self-worth. Yeah. You've built true self-worth and true self-esteem. We did it. And it deepens your faith. So yeah. I love the GPS analogy. I'm so glad you brought that up. I might start using it.
0: <laughs> please. please please feel free. Like I said, it was not mine. Alan Stein Jr., um, an author coach, He he shared that on one of our previous episodes. You'll have to check it out. I definitely um, will. Yeah, absolutely. And so, but I've applied it. And I love too when you said, you know, th- why would we trust this GPS? Yet we're not trusting our higher power, and you know why? Because we have not placed fear over faith. Yes! Oh my gosh, girl, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> Any episode, oh, we're done.
1: <laughs> That's right. But
0: it's so true, and and so many of us haven't had an Andrea in our life or a Nathan in our life who is is helping us recognize that. Whatever you deem as faith, like you said, I love that you keep pointing out that listeners, if you, if it's source, if it's energy, if it's God, if it's whatever you deem that leads you to be the person you are, yes. you have to put faith in that if you want to overcome the fear. Yes. So you are doing amazing, powerful, incredible work. I I am so happy you're on the show. I don't want to cut us off, but I want to ask a couple, couple things to wrap things up. Sure. Listeners... Who are vibing with you are really feeling like this is something that's powerful for them i want you to do two things one in the most clearest clearest clarity filled way share what does the i am everything project do and then two how can they just get slightly immersed more into you and and what's a good starting point into working with you sure so
1: the i'm everything project takes anyone at their current situation they could be in absolute hopeless despair like i was or they could be nailing life but they're just kind of stagnating takes Mm -hmm. any starting point and gets you to the top of that mountain and teaches you how to stay there Mm -hmm. and this is through you know finding out our values being able to make quick decisions building self-worth courage harmonizing with universal law and natural law learning how to manifest in very high levels but also attaining Mm self-actualization and really solidifying that spirituality without being super woo-woo, even though if someone wants to, they're more than welcome to. I like some woo-woo too in my life. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it is it is a big commitment. And if people aren't quite ready, they can dip their toe into the Andrea Pond by um, <laughs> downloading one of my uh, freebies. I have a five steps to unlocking your purpose guide that i'm sure you'll put in the show notes um it's also on the link tree in my instagram at the everything i am, the i am everything project and also a raise your vibration guide that really helps people to realize that we can be raising our frequency all day long every day without having a dedicated practice to do so meaning i don't have to wake up 30 minutes earlier Mm -hmm. and do a gratitude list and then email to 10 people i can actually do it while i'm snoozing i can do Mm -hmm. it while i'm driving i can do it all day every day and guess what that does ramps up that connection to the universe spirit source and all of it. So um, those are two of my favorite uh, freebies I like to give. And I think they'd be most important for our audience. And then that'll shoot people right into my email list and they'll be in my, you know, energetic neighborhood.
0: Nice. I love it. I love that you have a couple free things and I love that you said dip your toe. Uh, A lot of those who that we're speaking to on this episode specifically feel like we have too much on our plate. And so something where we can just dip our toe in a few steps, right? The five steps to this, this is such a great lead way. So thank you. Thank you again for being here and for what you do. I'm so glad we got a little taste of that today. And, um, I guess we'll just leave. I don't even want to wrap this up. If I'm being honest. (laughs) I feel like we could talk for hours. You are my people for sure, Uh but I will wrap this up and just, uh, until next time, guys, until, Steph here. Thank you so much for listening to the Passion On Purpose Leaders on Center Stage Podcast. If you are a successful business owner and you lead your business with passion, we'd love to feature you on our show. We'd love to share with the world what makes your business great and how you have intentionally led passion throughout your business. Also, if you got any value or little tidbits from this episode please take a minute to screenshot the episode and share it on your favorite social media platform. Be sure to tag us so we can properly thank you. And we love deepening our connection with our listeners. We are regularly putting out new episodes to feature leaders such as yourself who lead with passion on purpose. So be sure to subscribe to our show. So you don't miss any future episodes for more episodes, guest information or details on the show please visit getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. That's get dot com forward slash passion on purpose. Once again, I'm Steph. I am the owner and creative director at Vim. And thank you for listening to the show.